welcome. Welcome. This is Jack Kelly. Let's go live with Jack Kelly. And today we have two special guests, two amazing women. And I'm so glad to have them on the show. Um, what we're going to talk about is mentorship. We're going to talk about smart strategic networking and how just to help one another succeed. And maybe we could just, I could put it out to you. And Annette, maybe you could start and then Albana, just a little bit about who you are, what you do. And then if you, either of you would like to talk a little bit about your FWA, you know, group. Sure. Because, you know, a lot of people know about it, but I, I imagine there are a lot who don't and who would love to hear about it and learn about it. Okay. Well, I'll introduce myself. My name's Annette Stewart. I'm a financial services professional, I guess I'll say. And you see, I've been in many banks. And I'm also president of the Financial Women's Association. So I, I come with a, a wealth of experience of all kinds of banking industry and working as a woman in finance. From the FWA as president now, it's more of working on growing our network there and helping with mentorship programs and just happy to be here with you, Jack. So I'll go to you, Albana. Thank you, Annette. Yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Albana Feka, and uh, I'm currently a senior director for data and analytics at New York City Health and Hospitals, which is one of the largest public health systems in the nation and in New York. Um, prior to that, uh, my, I have a lot lots of experience in finance and financial operations, and that is why I joined the Financial Women's Association mm -hmm. in 2019, because I wanted to meet like-minded women in the finance sector. And it's been an amazing experience so far. I'm currently the president-elect of the Financial Women's Association, uh, which means uh, Annette will pass her baton to me uh, next year when uh, you know I will become president. Yes. <laughs> I have it ready to pass you. Oh, <laughs> really? You literally have. Not yet. Well, there you go. Yes. You have something to pass on. I love it. So, for people who are not familiar with the Financial Women's Association, Wall Street Association. Um, what what can you tell about the organization, how it started, what it's all about, and you know how, how does it help people who are a part of it? So Aban, I'm happy if you want to tell a little bit on the history and you know I can add on as well, because I know she's getting ready to take on this role. So <laughs> Aban, I'm happy for you test. to share about it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Annette. Yeah, the Financial Women's Association, is it's such a... Um, you know, historical legacy organization. It started um, in the 1960s, and these were eight women in Wall Street that that just saw the inequity uh, in the workplace and decided to create this organization so that they could create an environment where we can empower, we can support and advance women in finance. And it, it just kind of grew from there. Um, we now have 800 plus members and 6,000 non-members, which we reach out through our newsletters and our events and, and all the activities that we do. But we take it a step further. This is not just an environment to network or um, create and learn thought leadership or attend events. We also are here to educate the next generation of financial, uh, of women in finance and men. Um, and so we partner with Baruch College, with Seton Hall University to really bring forward programs mm -hmm. and scholarships to students who need it and are looking to advance in this career um, in finance. And can I say that's where it hits me is that mentorship of the students. I was just at a Seton Hall event the other night, but 
to me, it's that mentorship. I'm a first generation college, law, MBA, the whole bit, first in my family, but not the last. And so to me, it's important to see that with the, these students we're able to support, give them some experience tips and like what to do, how to interview, et cetera. So I love that part with what we're doing in Albana. I believe also we have a high school. We're working on that too, where we do mentorship from high school, college, and we also have mentorship peer to peer. So folks that are in the professional world right now, you can still get a mentor from that perspective too, Jack. And that's what we do with the FWA. And, and just to take a sidestep for a second, we, you know, start out with six, six people, six women back in the day when you started, and now you have a, an army basically. Has it changed a lot in Wall Street? How is it? Let's say for yourself, Annette, you've know, been sure. on Wall Street for, for a number of years. How is it? Is it is it hard? Is it easy? Or you're are you do you feel like you're not part of it? I mean, what's the if you don't mind, let's say inside story. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, I mean, I was fortunate to get started at a place called Citadel in Chicago, which really prepared me for this uh this journey. So very thankful to that company. But I will tell you that it's always been a bit of a meritocracy. You work hard and you're able to, you know, hopefully you partner and you collaborate well with others. I find it gets more difficult now as the years have progressed. We've gone from a meritocracy to now, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of uh, layoffs. I have a lot of friends, yeah. unfortunately, in transition. And I think, you know, Jack, you've seen that as well. Industries, people are jumping from different, you know, banks to different, you know, other banks or IT, you know, technical areas. So I think for me, it seems like building our, ourselves to be more relevant right now that's a bit of the key, which I think I'm always trying to get that recipe. How can I be one step ahead? What's coming up and uh, not be one of the numbers when unfortunately mass layoffs come up. But uh, I'd say, Jack, it seems to get more difficult. That's why I think your network mm -hmm. is so important right now. And when you're saying difficult, not so much difficult where maybe years ago you might feel excluded if you're a woman and you're with mostly men on Wall Street. But now it's really worrying about, hey, can I keep my job or am I going to get yeah. laid off? So is like I just read what Deutsche Bank laid off a whole number of people, I think it was last night or this morning. Um, I think Citibank was on your news too, Jack, remember not too long ago. And uh, so many banks that you don't even hear in the news, right? It's happening kind of under undercover. And by the way, just to, to dial back for a second, and that's being very uh, modest, like Citadel is one of the best, well, you know, best companies out there. Like the, you know, Ken Griffith is a gazillionaire and it's, it's an amazing, He's a visionary. amazing organization. Oh, yes. So, so, so you're, you're being very uh, humble in terms of giving your background. Well, no, I appreciate that. I mean, it's it's working with good visionaries. And um, when you have a great leader like that, I will say it's very hard because he's 100% into his company and um, he makes you passionate about the work. So to find that sometimes replicated in other places can be difficult, but I appreciate you, Jack. And there's a lot of great colleagues, so, you know, of mine that are out there too. And, you know, we're all well, moved on to great Annette, things. Annette, is there the difference between men and women when it comes to that? Like, I think for guys, if you're interviewing, you know, you know, let's say a typical guy, I think they would be very, you know, Citadel, I've been at Citadel. And then, you know, to make it sound like, hey, you know, this is great. And then Goldman and there and be bragging about it. And I see like, you're just being very modest. Is that, is that like, 
have you noticed is that a difference between the two where men tend to kind of you know like really hype themselves much more or now is that just my it could, it could be maybe there's a little more boasting on some sides but yeah. from my end listen i've got the experience i'm so fortunate to have the connections yeah. and i think you're right jack maybe that's also what makes us be more humble Mm -hmm. Shouldn't we be humble, especially as a first generation person myself, and I want to reach out and mentor others? I think you want to come in the spirit of humility mm. and being able to talk. But I am so grateful, by the way, you're right, for the experience, for that opportunity. But I'm not necessarily pounding the table with it. Um, but maybe <laughs> yeah. it's because I want to be more relatable to sometimes some yeah. of the students, as Albana knows, in the programs that we work with. You don't want to be that person in the room, right? You want to be yeah. someone they can talk to. So maybe you're right, Jack. Maybe it's that's just me. <laughs> now, Albana, how is it for you within the health sector? Is 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 being a woman? Is that is that advantageous? Not advantageous? Is it you know yeah. difficult dealing with uh, you, you know other like how how is it going for you? Yeah, it's interesting. So throughout my career, I've had. Um, multiple different experiences. Um, I've, I've had women who have really been my champions and have supported me along the way. And I've also met some really amazing men who've been my allies and really boosted me up and, and given me the upper hand on a lot of things. So um, for example, I joined FWA in 2019 because Prior to that, I was working in, in finance um, for a health uh, care um, hospital. And I, I was working for this amazing woman. I had been working for her for nine years, uh, but then she decided to leave the company. And I felt, I mean, she was my greatest mentor and supporter and a sponsor in a way, uh, because I did grow up under her. I, I was promoted several times. And then I just felt alone, you know, when she when she left and I just felt like I didn't have as much support. I didn't know I didn't have a role model like I did with her. Mm -hmm. um, her name is Susan. And so I just and that's when I decided to look outside of my organization. And I think when I think about myself and networking, I, I kind of feel like I, I should have done more in those 12 years that I spent in my prior organization where I should have been out there networking, meeting people, because when things got hard, that's when you need the most your network and your support system. And, you know, after I lost something so precious, you know, my biggest supporter, that's when I realized, okay, I need to get out there. And it was, it's too late at that point, right? Because you have to start uh, nurturing these relationships and, you know, it's, it's a little bit too late in the game. Um, so, but, very fortunate FWA. It was like a godsend. I literally Googled women in finance and FWA came up and I joined right away. And then I got this welcome message from the chair of membership at the time. I went to an event. I met other women. They were so supportive and just really nice and friendly. And I just felt like I found myself with this organization. And that's why I started getting more and more involved. I became chair, I became co-chair of the membership and engagement committee. Then I became chair, I became a board member. And then as a result, I met Annette 
who was my mentor in our mentor to mentor membership program. Um, and at the time I had just gotten a new job. I transitioned from finance to data and analytics and Annette was there to kind of guide me along the way and give me tips of like, how do you, what do you do in the first 90 days and how do you create relationships? And we were all remote at the time. So it was just a lot of support. And I think it's because of Annette that I am the president-elect of FWA now because I met the right people at the right time. I was at the right place at the right time. And I just felt that everything just fell into place. But I feel that this organization and the women and the people that I met were the force behind my success in whatever happened next in my life. So truly grateful. Yeah, that is amazing because I think if anything, what I see, it, you know, whether in the workforce or just in social circumstances, it's kind of like a loneliness epidemic where people feel isolated alone, particularly coming out of, you know, the pandemic, people have kind of lost their contacts. So it's it's really nice to see that you have this kind of group where it's mutually supporting, you're trying to help one another, mentor each other, which is fascinating because I don't know. It may be where I don't see that too much in other places. You, you'll have different mm -hmm. affinity groups or what have you. But looking through, you know, you know, just just seeing the posts that you put out there and just all the events that you have and all the different things you do, you could see that everybody's super, you know, pumped up and amped up about it and trying to help one another. And particularly now with with you know economy, we don't know what's going to happen with inflation, high costs what's happening in the Middle East, what's happening in Ukraine. Yeah, like there's so much to worry about. So you you want to have people around you to know like, what's going on? What do I have to do? How do I help? And by having this nurturing environment, I'm kind of jealous that I don't have that. I want to find <laughs> that out because it seems like it's incredibly helpful. And like, have you seen firsthand where, you know, people have found jobs or just had yes. like really cool things happen because of this this whole you know connection that you have i mean i i can jump in i've seen yeah. people yeah. get jobs being in transition i know bana and i have stories on mm -hmm. that and again it's about breaking into another right. network right jack because remember back in the day you only knew the people you worked with in your company and you and then if something happened you didn't really know anyone else so with the FWA, you're meeting people in different companies, yeah. different stages in their life. We've seen people come in and make contacts, get into new roles, and also building friendships too. Like you said about loneliness, sometimes you just need somebody to talk to, get yeah. some advice on, et cetera. So I have seen that. And I think it's just about people coming out and supporting each other. It, yeah. It's so great. I'm sorry. Yeah, go no, ahead. And just to add to that, you know, just for my personal story in 2020, I went through a transition and, you know, like I said, I made a transition from finance to data and analytics and that in itself, it's, you know, it involves a lot of self-discovery, but it's just so harder to do it alone. And I think because I was part of the FWA membership engagement committee, and I partnered really with the chair at the time, Marie Helene, who's still an FWA member and, and, and very much involved with the organization. Um, we created this group, that accountability group that we just called um, uh, our power meetings. And we would meet every Friday to encourage each other. And we were both going through transition at the time, but we encouraged each other. And, 
you know, by that relationship and having that kind of engagement and talking to a lot of members throughout the organization, I think it just provides, you know, the confidence to just reach out there and talk to more people and ask for support and go after the things that you really want to achieve. And we were that, I mean, I, I'm in itself a success story because both Maria Elaine and I were able to land our dream jobs, you know, after, you know, a lot of, you know, networking and talking to a lot of people. So that, that I don't think I would have been able to do that alone without having the support of the the members of fwa or just to give me that encouragement right because you like you said annette you feel alone but you also yes. need that support right and oh, so i think it's, it's more, empowerment it, i love it empowerment, right yeah. and and like having that confidence right confidence it's a big thing for women because sometimes we do lack the confidence that we should have and I think you need that support group to to like boost up your confidence. This is like a great topic. And I'm glad we <laughs> brought it up because most people, I think, when you hear networking, it has that ick factor, you know? Mm -hmm. it's a, use a Gen Z yeah. expression, right? They have that ick factor <laughs> where it's that, you know, the phony go to some, you know, hotel somewhere and Hi, I'm Jack Kelly. Nice to meet you. You know, and I have like a little you know, sticker on my lapel and it just seems so forced and uncomfortable. And I think because people have that in back of their mind, they don't network because they don't feel, you know, and by not networking, as about it, you mentioned early on, like you didn't do that. So then when you needed people to reach out to, you're looking around like, I, I, like there's no one there to help. So maybe Annette, Albana, maybe you could share with the audience for people who have put off networking, because I strongly believe that's probably one of the best ways to find a job is yes. through, I know someone who knows someone who knows someone who can make that connection. Because if you're just, this is my, my opinion from like 25 plus years running a search firm, is that if you're just sending resumes, particularly now, because it's so easy uh -huh. to send out resumes, it's so hard to get noticed. But if you know the right person who's yeah. at the company yeah. and you had developed a relationship, oh my gosh, this is sound bad, but like you cut right in line and you get in front and it makes such a difference. So, so what can you talk about what you folks do in terms of network? So the, to dispel and uh, the myths, yeah. because I think this holds a lot of people back. Okay. What, what's like the secret sauce? Well, I've got one. You all do. I got one thing for you, Jack, because you okay. got me excited. Here is, I think, if you're in transition, you need to get it out into the world that you're in transition. Yes. And I'll never forget. It's funny. Um, I it's it's not funny. I was laid off from a company with a lot of people. Yeah. And I remember we're all walking to go get our papers, right? And I'll never forget. I pulled out my phone and I started calling people. And I said, hey, listen, I just got laid off. You know, I'm looking for any opportunities. And I'll never forget a fellow coworker who was laid off with me said, how could you do that? Why, why are you calling people? Oh, my gosh. You know, is it, it's embarrassing. And you could tell this person was going through some emotions. And I'm like, listen, I don't have a job. I, I need to get a job, <laughs> you know. And um, and it worked out, actually. It's it's funny. I, I was able to get a great job at a place called Market, which wound up being a lot of my great friends there with Lance Ugla's company. Awesome place. But can I just say, Jack, 
Yeah. I'll never forget pulling out that phone and being almost chastised about how could you do that? So let me just say first, get it out into the world. If you're in transition, if you're not happy in your role, start talking to people. You heard Albana about accountability. You know, what do you need to do to be successful? Just don't hold it inside. That would be my first part. Get it out there. Because when your intentions are out there, things can happen. But Albana, I'll go to you for thoughts as well. Yeah, no, 100%. You have to put it out there in the universe so that, you know, it can come back to you in some form or shape. I'm a, I'm a true believer of that. And it's funny because the, the my boss who hired me in this role, uh, when I was talking to him, I said, um, I don't know how it happened. How did we meet? You know, like this was like, I, I don't know. And he's like, no, you, you put yourself out there. And that's why this happened. And I have a funny story. Not, I mean, not funny, but it happened. The way I got this job is through a lot of networking and calling one person after the other and, and meeting the right people and just having those conversations. I basically, basically looked at a job on LinkedIn and I just saw that someone worked there that I knew mm -hmm. before. And I reached out to this woman, Diana, and I said, hey, maybe this role is not for me, but I just thought of calling you and just asking more about it and you know great thing she picked up the phone she was like yeah maybe it's not for you but come and meet my you know my boss and, and let's see you know and so I was like okay you know this is I'm gonna treat this like an interview because every as we know every meeting is an interview so yes. make sure that you are ready for, for that meeting um, and you go in, I went in and I, I met with this woman, Svetlana, who's the CEO of, um, of uh, South Brooklyn Hospital, it used to be Coney Island, now it's South Brooklyn, amazing Russian woman. And just talking to her, she, she looks at me and she says, you remind me so much of myself. I know the perfect job for you. I know somebody who's looking, I'm going to get you in touch. And then she got me in touch with my boss, Alex, at the time, and we just clicked. And, you know, when you get that highly high recommendation from someone, you know, when you have that phone call with, with your future boss or manager, they already, you already come highly recommended. So they already have a good opinion of you. So then everything else just becomes so much easier. But it was such an amazing story because at that point I had like talked to so many people. I had kind of like giving up hope, you know, that I'm like, okay, this is not going to happen. It's not happening in a couple of months now. And then it just happened. So don't give up hope. Just keep trying because you never know who you talk to. And, and the other thing I want to say is give it back. I think it's important that if you get it back, if you get good things from the universe, you have to give it back. You have mm -hmm. to be out there and talking to people and say, how can I help you? Yes. And, you know, give back to organizations like FWA, you know, and get involved and talk to, I never say no when somebody in college or in transition wants to just to have a conversation with me and they reach out on LinkedIn. I never say no. I mean, there are times where I'm super busy, but mm -hmm. I will always make time to, to have 15 minutes of conversation with someone because although I might not be able to find them a job or help them, I will give them some kind of nuggets of hope so they can keep going. So I love that. That's that's fantastic. And this is this is so great for people to hear from you both. And it takes I'd say it takes some bravery and guts because it's not easy to pick up a phone 
call somebody up, especially if it's a weak link. It's if it's not like someone you're really close yeah. with, and then just say, "I've lost my job. Can you help me?" And that's hard for people to do. So to cross that bridge, that takes courage and guts and and all that kind of stuff. So you know, kudos. That's amazing. And for people watching, this way they could feel like it's possible. Yeah, could it be awkward? Could it be uncomfortable? Could you feel weird? Sure. Yeah. But it's one of the things you just got to do. You just got, you have to do it because the alternative, if you don't do it, and if I, if I could give you a little inside insight into the, you know, the bros world, right? Into the guy's world is here's what happened. Here's the difference. Seriously, like decades of, of, of watching this happen when, and I'm completely generalizing because this is not everybody, <laughs> but for guys, for dudes, what usually happens, they're so wrapped up in their career in their title, you know, they could, they could be, you know, a parent, have kids, everything, but like, they're so wrapped up in their title and that is who they are. So when they, they lose their job, they're in between jobs, rather than calling and reaching out like a and, and Annette, what you did, they just do the opposite. They pull back, yeah. they pull back because they're embarrassed. So if there's a social occasion, they won't go because they know what's going to happen. They're going to see one of their buddies and they're like, hey, Jack, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to talk to this person because yeah. I, I lost my job. So you, you don't go. And then if you don't go and you don't go to these different groups and what have you, no one knows you're looking. If no one knows you're looking, no one's going to help you. And then if you're yeah. pulling back, so it's the worst thing to do. So, so not only do you have to have... And maybe I'll throw it to you too, to figure out how to do it for people who are a little afraid. So you have to, you have to somehow force yourself to get out of that shell, to get out of your house, to get, you know, and just get in front of people. But what, do yeah. you have recommendations? Because it does yeah. seem, and tell me if I'm wrong, and you're a wall, you're a wall streeter, you're a financer, both of you. And it does seem 2024, we're still going to see these these layoffs, it doesn't seem with things like 10,000 a clip, but it seems like a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. So we have to be prepared. But what can you tell people, or maybe you talking to people within your group uh -huh. or anyone else, when you're a little nervous, how do you reach out? What do you say? What do you do? How do you, you know, how do you just build up that confidence? Well, to you know, Jack, if I can start with, sometimes yeah. I think it's also understanding our identity. Like you said, we have many titles here. You know, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm an employee, I'm president, so, you know, I'm on boards and whatever all your identities are, right? And just remember not to get wrapped up into just that one. But I agree for those that are nervous, I would say, or I'm an introvert, but I'm called a fake. Are you really? Yeah, I know. But I call, I'm call i called a fake introvert here because I know when I have to turn it on, but I know to recharge, I need to kind of be yeah. alone and, you know, settle. But what I would say is if you need to stand up for yourself. So if you need a job, if you need advice, just reach out because I know Albana said it and I'll say it too. More people are willing to help than not help. You just have to ask. And so maybe it's remembering that people are willing to help. But if you don't ask, like Obana said to you, I mean, no one's going to know. And Jack, you mm. said in this party, no one's going to know because you're just acting normal or you're not going. So I think along the lines of you're going to have to step out of that comfort zone and do what's best for you. Or maybe it's time for you to reflect and say, am I doing what's best for me? Maybe this is a time to pivot like Albana's mm. story, to pivot into something different. 
but again, still reach out, talk to somebody in that other area and learn. So all I can say is do it for yourself because no one's going to do it for you. So you got to just empower yourself. If it's like Albana's accountability group, finding someone to talk to, to help empower you, a mentor. That's what I would say, Jack, but that's my thought. Albana, I don't, what would you say to that yeah. person that's listening? No, exactly right, Annette. And I think, I mean, I'm a, I'm a believer that people are just good generally, you know, there, there is we all have our humanity we're good and we want to do good I mean that there's nobody that woke up this morning and said I'm just going to go out there and be a bad person you know we <laughs> genuinely want to be good so just thinking and, and applying to the nature of goodness to the other person you know if you go to someone and say I need help people generally are going to say, okay, let me see how I can help you, right? So you have to appeal to that, you know, good nature of, of you know, human beings that we are. Um, and then the other thing, you know, I, I recently read a book that was recommended to me and I actually, we did it through a book club with my team. Uh, it's called Life is in the Transitions by Bruce Feiler, I think is his name. And it talks about how we go through these life quakes and we have a lot of like life quakes in our life meaning like this huge shakeups of our lives mm. you know either you know marriage divorce birth uh you know death of somebody you know losing someone's your job that, those are big shakeups you know in someone's life and it just talks about how you have to accept that these are happening and these life crises or um, you know earthquake life quakes are happening and if you know how to transition through the stages when they happen i think it's very helpful take your time to grieve i think it's important that if something really bad happens in our lives you have to grieve and, 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 and go through those feelings and emotions and understand that they're normal and they're real, like fear, shame, um, you know, um, all of those are emotions that are valid and it's okay to go through them and it's okay to accept them. And then be able to put yourself out there, like you said, Annette, and, mm -hmm. and start your healing process and, and start connecting with people. But like you said, you have to be willing to ask because if you don't, um, then, you know, the, you know, but you have to understand that you're not alone. I think that's what we have to all understand that we all go through the same thing and we're not alone. Um, and, and I think we can relate to each other because of these feelings. Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about your organization and having that close bond is that if you do it by yourself, you're not sure. You think you're the only one going through it and you don't realize yeah. that no, lots of others are going through it. And sometimes there's just, it makes you feel better knowing, okay, it's not just me. You know, yes. a lot of people are going through the same thing and it helps your psyche. It helps your, 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 your self-image. It helps your confidence. Like, okay, it's not me. It's not like I, you know, did anything wrong or have a black cloud over my head. It's, it's just the economy. It's what's going on. And it does help you out because even if you get that interview, if you're just feeling bad about yourself, you know, as you know, about you, you were talking about, if you're just, you, you're, you're not practicing self-care and taking care of yourself, it's hard to then turn it on. So I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too, because sometimes it's like, 
or I just got to power through it. But people notice, they notice when you're not feeling your best. They notice when like you're carrying this weight on your shoulders. They notice when you're just either very angry or irritated or frustrated. And then if you interview, or even if you ask for favors to get, you know, an introduction, mm -hmm. it's not going to go as well. So out. I'm glad you brought it up because you do need that time sometimes. And this might be like, people might not think about because you're just thinking, okay, you need a job, just go all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. Not necessarily. Sometimes you just got to go, I got to chill. I got to take care. I got to have some self, you know, take care of myself, my mental well-being, my emotional well-being, because I'm not going to be my best if I get out there. In fact, I'll probably be my worst. And then that's just, just going to, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to backfire. Does, does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. You have to take care of yourself first so in order to show up your yeah. your best in the world. And and also, you know, going through a transition for for those that are out there going through a transition, it's it's an emotional journey for mm. sure. I mean, I've been there. I I never experienced it before before and when I did it it was like I lost my identity you know who am I now you know but I also feel that it was also freeing in a way because now I I felt like I could see the world with a different eye and I felt that well now that I have like a million opportunities in front of me and a million choice to make and and although it's frightening because there is just too many things that you, you know, I, I have an ADD brain. So I'm like, oh, I could do this and I could do that and I could do everything. And, and it was difficult to focus on one thing and in one area. But I think it's also a blessing because it gives you that opportunity to like deep, to dig deep down into yourself and into your psyche and understand what is really important for you at that point in time in your life and then concentrate and focus yourself on those things that are important for you and and i think it, it gives you a little bit of power in a way because now you're like well i know what to do or i could do so many things and now i can choose i don't i'm not restricted by a job and i was not where i was not happy or you know i i'm not you know I, i'm working on something that is not my calling, right? There's lots of people out there who stay in jobs because they just need a paycheck and they they always wanted to do something else but never had the courage. And so sometimes when you're in transition, that actually is a kick in the butt, you know, to actually think and do the things that you really wanted to do. Oh my God, you're so, you're so right about it. I can't tell you how right <laughs> you are because I've seen this happen a lot where someone will lose their job they're in between jobs and they just feel miserable. And, but then ultimately they find a, another job, a better job. And then I'll hear from them, you know, candidate who say, you know what, this was the best thing that ever happened to me because if it wasn't, and, and for most people like, what, that's the best thing. That's, that sounds nuts. Well, it was the best thing because if I didn't get laid off, I probably would have been there another five, 10 years nothing really would have changed. So five, mm -hmm. 10 years later, I, I really wouldn't be that much different. However, this forced me to kind of reinvent myself, to pivot, to try new things. Maybe sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it put, puts you out there to get to that next level. And then oftentimes what happens, you find something better 
and more interesting mm-hmm. and more money and more opportunity. And you look back and go, and then the funny thing is, then they say like, I should have done this five years ago. <laughs> like, why did I, you know, I, should, I, I shouldn't have waited to get let go. I should have just, you know, on my own five, six, whatever years ago, just start looking for a new job. So for those who are in between, not to make light of it, but oftentimes it works out that it's yes. like, as Albana said, you need that kick in the butt to say, all right, I got to get out there and make something happen. And there is a little bit, and makes sense because now you got that fire in the belly. You're like, I got to do yes. it. Especially you have a little competitive streak. If you know anyone, if you played sports when you're younger or whatever, and you have that competitive streak, you go, you know what? I'm going to show them. I'm going to get the better job, more money, more <laughs> opportunity. And then I'm going to be, give you a, you know, you know what to the people who let me go. Because now look at me, look what I'm doing now. So there is, I know that sounds catty or sounds mean or net, whatever, but let's be honest. Like, yeah, it's a good feeling when, you know, it's, it's a, isn't that like every movie, right? Where it's yeah. like, like the bad news bears or whatever, you know, where then you overcome and then you win and you're like, it just feels that much sweeter, right? And that much better. When you, yes. you know, when you, when you have adversity and you overcome the adversity and you succeed, because then also you get that momentum that you feel, okay, if this happens again, I can do it. I did it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll exactly. Overcome it again. And then you you, you build up that thick skin. Right? Resiliency. Yes. You build up resiliency. Yeah, yes. And I think people that I know that have been laid off have either found other jobs, started their own fintech companies, started their own companies. I see my friends that were laid off doing incredible things. Mm. So to your point, maybe it gave them that kick, right, Obana, to say, okay, I've been wanting to do this and I just didn't do it. So I, I really feel it's it's a pathway that's going to lead them somewhere great. And just not to fall into the shell of mm. self-pity and sorrow. Just start thinking about what are my goals? What do I want to achieve? Who can I talk to to help me achieve them or give me ideas? And so just to know that there's hope out there. And even for those of us employed here that are listening, we have to keep growing our skills. We have to keep growing our network still internally and externally from where we work. Because you never know when things may change as well. So it's, you don't want to be that person, Jack, that calls somebody up 10 years like, I haven't talked to you in 10 years, but I was just laid off and I, I'd like some help. So you want to make sure that network is like that garden that you've been nurturing and you're growing. And if you ever need it and it's give and take, right? Can I help you? And maybe when it's time, can you help me? That's one thing that I would say, just keep that network growing do that in it do you think what's what's like a good kind of a thing to do it would would it be just like every once in a while just send an email send a text does it could it be just that little thing to keep those relationships blossom where it doesn't have to always be something dramatic it could just be hey how's it going or oh happy birthday Could it be linkedin jack what do you think even on linkedin i think sometimes us posting and you know maybe tagging some of our Mm -hmm. friends or looking at their posts I use LinkedIn a lot just to stay in touch with people, but I agree. Happy birthday, you know, uh, happy holidays, you know, happy new year. I think it's great timing. There's always a time to connect. And, you know, I had a friend of mine once say, um, kind of make a note of who are your top 10 people that you need to stay in touch with. You need to. And these are folks that you need to make sure that you kind of have some kind of communication every couple of months or so. So whatever it is that you do, Take a look at inventory of the friends around you that you know have been there for you and make sure you're staying in touch. But I do think LinkedIn's a great way just to stay in touch with those people that were acquaintances and then you can grow that into more as well. 
Yeah, I mean, social media has made it so easy for people to stay connected and in touch. I don't even know how we did it before LinkedIn. I, I don't I don't know, I'll be honest, I, or like these other platforms, because I know that I connected with people that I had never, you know, spoken in a long time. So, but I think, you know, just one thing that I do is if I see someone posting something, I make a comment, or if I read uh, um, an article and it reminds me of someone because they said something, in relation to that topic, I will reach out and say like, Hey, this made me think of you. That's uh, good. Hi, like you know, <laughs> just because there's always things that pop into your head. And I think you just have to do it in the moment. Otherwise you, if you just say like, Oh, I'm going to reach out to them later, like plan it, don't plan it, just do it, do it in the moment. You know, you think of someone in the moment, just like tag them, send them a text, do something Just say, I thought of you because those little um, you know, touch points make a huge difference down the line. But I think just, you know, being there for someone. So I'm going to do that. I like that. So, so twofold from what, what I'm gathering for you, because, you know, it is kind of easy, let's say on LinkedIn, just to say, hey, I thought of you because I read this article, like you were saying, and it's, it's easier than picking up a phone and calling somebody. So it's, it's like a very low barrier that you could do. But if somebody said, send something to me and would say, Hey, I was thinking of you because of this, I'd be so flattered. I'd be like, Oh, this is, you made my day that you, you know, yes. you thought of me. That'd be great. And, and the second part, we all do this. I do this all the time too. It's like, I know I have to get back to someone, but instead of doing it right away, Oh, I'll get, and then it's a few days later. And then I feel awkward and I might not get back to him. So you're at like, I love that right away. Just get back, make it happen. Because it's also, it's, it's the feeling that you're putting out there in the moment. Yeah. That's the feeling that you want to go with, right? You won't feel the same way two hours later or the next day. Yeah. And so you have to act in the moment because that is the genuine feeling that you're putting out there in the universe, right? If we could take to, to uh, maybe pivot a little bit to the mentorship uh -huh. that we're, you know, because that's also, it sounds like that's a big part of your organization too, where, uh -huh. and maybe you can explain, cause I'm not sure. Cause it, I thought it was more mentoring young people, but it seems like you mentor each other also, which is really super interesting. So maybe you could share how that works. And then for people who are watching, and I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds, but I'll give a high, a plug for you, you folks. It seems like this is so super cool for people who are, as you, and, uh, you were mentioning. So even if you do have a job, you still want to have build these networks yes. and you want to improve yourself and you want to learn, you want to grow. And one of the mm -hmm. ways, you know, have a you know coach or mentor or sponsor, what have you. So how does that work? How do you, is it very regimented or is it informal? What, what, what do you folks do? So for the member to member, it's basically that's where members will mentor each other. Just mm -hmm. to go back, we do have, like you said, Seton Hall and Baruch and others where we help with students and our members are able to be mentors to the students, which is also a part of that giving back. So it's a great opportunity. But if you were to join the FWA and you just listen, I need some insight we have folks just kind of sign up and say they want to be in the mentorship program. And we have leaders such as, you know, ourselves, Alvana and, and other folks on the board, other people that are members too, that just say, Hey, I, I want to be a mentor. 
they have experience in these areas. So we will just connect. I think it's a matter of just applying and we connect people like Albana and I were connected. And then it's up to you if you want to do in person, you want to do virtual, but it just, we we do this role of, and I'm not sure on how they connect us, right, Albana, but I believe they take a look at the different people and they see how they, they interviewed match. us. They somehow, interviewed. Yeah, yeah, somehow they thought we were a good match. So I trust they, the powers. Yeah. <laughs> the, so people put it together, together and then we were a pair and uh, and then it's up to Albana and I, we made it work where we talked about, she made a good point about the first 90 days. Like it's a book I always recommend if someone's starting a new job and even me, when I start something new, first 90 days, I think it's Marshall Goldsmith, right? Yeah, so he'll be thankful on that one. But I, I will say it's just things along those lines. They will interview Jack and connect you. So if you're a member and it's free, um, Albana, right? I, I don't recall paying anything. You didn't pay anything to do it. So it's free opportunity to do it, Jack. So um, join as a member and you can do it. So what happens is, so if I understand what you're saying, what happens is you may have a third party that would help yeah. you know, just make it all work, administrate it. And they would find, do you, do, is it AI or just kind of just get a vibe feeling to think match it's a vibe. Or, Honestly, yeah. no AI from yeah. that perspective. And maybe like they know me and, and they got to feel after they interviewed Albana and say, let's bring it together. Because there has to be some of that human element too. And I hear you, Jack, on some of the AI and maybe on some resume background. But I think also, hey, I think these two people gel, you know, and, and they'd be able to talk. Is it usually somebody feels uh -huh. like, hey, I'm kind of a little maybe stuck and I'm not sure what to do next. And I need somebody who is in my yeah. space who's like, you know, a couple levels up and they've been there, done that. Is that what happens? In the yeah, I'm, and it's out? anything in transition, stuck. Right. And maybe we just need, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I can always use a mentor, okay? I, and I'm saying maybe I'll, always, because maybe there's something I'm missing. Is there a blind spot I have? Is there things that I can be looking for? So it can be any of those reasons, Jack, transition to, I just need some new insight. And by that, what do they do? So let's say, now you were mentoring Albana, right? So yeah. how does that work? Would, would Albana give a list of things that she needs help with, or is just a starts with a conversation? You know, I, I mean, for us, it, it started, and I think most of these it starts with a conversation, mm -hmm. and then organically, right, Albana, it'll turn into, you know, I I think for me when I talk to people, I'm saying, okay, what do you hope to get out of this? I say it probably a little more nicely, you know, than that. But bottom line is, how can I help you? And then taking myself, I've got my pen and paper and I'm taking notes on how I can help and just making sure I'm addressing those things. But every mentor would be different, Jack. I think the goal mm -hmm. is it's a conversation and organically it'll fill in hopefully any of the gaps, you know, needed and however we can help this mentee. But Albana, I'm, I don't know if thoughts on yeah. that. I believe it's just more of that conversation and it's, we figure it's it out. A it's a conversation and and willing to have an open mind to learn from each other. And sometimes, because I've been on, on the giving end, the receiving end, you know, I, Annette was my mentor and I also was a mentor to, to other mentees in the program the following years. Um, and sometimes, you know, you just learn so much from mentees than, than being able to help someone. Um, and, and also it's a relationship. It's really what they, what, you know, people want to get out of it, what the mentees want to get out of it. Sometimes they come with real life problems and you try to help them or guide them through or give them specific tips. Um, and sometimes it's just like having someone to listen to because uh, they're going through something and they they need some advice um and, and sometimes it's just being friends and creating 
building another relationship and friendship within the organization and, and having that opportunity. Um, so I think with mentorship is what you really make of it. But to get back to the point that you were making, Jack, before that, even those that have a job right now should be networking. I think that is the mistake that I made and, and that I will never, ever make ever again. Uh, <laughs> because that is the best time to network. When you're happy, when you have a job, when you are stable, that is when you feel the most fulfilled in your life, in your career. And that's what's, when is the time when you can um, start creating and nurturing those relationships because that's the time when you can give and then when you need it, you're going to receive it back. So please do it when you're actually at your happiest in your life, in your career. Start networking. That's when you start networking. Networking is year-round, career-round, no matter what yes. you're doing. And be strategic about it. Stay in touch with people. So I agree with you, Alvana. And I think that's that's one of the things about even joining an organization like FWA or any other organizations, you know, that it gives you that opportunity to network with folks in other banks and industries. So I just encourage that. Obviously, you know, I'm coming to you as president of FWA, but there's a lot of other groups out there too. And as long as they're supporting and empowering you, then, you know, why not be a part of them? And Jack, you can join too, because we do have male allies that join as well, because we also understand at the FWA that we need men to be an ally to us as well. And that's very important. So I just want you to know it's one of those things and bringing us all together. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. And to go back, so with the mentorship, do is it very fluid or is it, you know, it could it be go on for a long time or or it depends on the it's relationship between program. the people it's yeah. one year but to your point then it can create relationships that can last beyond the year so it's a structured one-year program mm. that's but a long again, time though right so that's yeah it, it, so you it both is are very dedicated to it then on both sides right yes yeah. okay it's and and you know what it's not forever in the sense of maybe it's a couple times a month and it's up to you i think you're only required to meet maybe once a month albana if I go back into the, moment, the background yeah. of it. So it's something you can do. Remember, if you have that coffee break or whatnot, you know, you can have one 30, one hour kind of meeting a month and just to be in touch with somebody. And again, that person, you can email and say, I saw this article, thought of you. I saw this opportunity, thought of you, et cetera. And then also, I understand that you have mentorships with, you know, people in college and, and yes. also in high school. What's that like? That's not, that has to be pretty interesting. Oh, I got to show something. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. I was at Seton Hall sitting yeah. with a bunch of students doing my vision board. Mm. And you know what a beautiful thing it was. And you can just laugh, but I, I, this is my vision board, Seton Hall. But the ability to sit there with all these wonderful young ladies in college and talk about what are your goals, what are your dreams, and you know we cut these things together, put it on a board together, and just to share. To me, it's so fulfilling. Again, a first generation, you know, college student, and meeting a lot of others that they're first generation as well. Just these opportunities to help them to be a voice, and you know, you'd be surprised, Jack. So many times I said, you know, you can do that you know, you, you've got that, that it's almost like a big mm. slap to like, oh, wow, I didn't think I really have this. And, uh, and Albana knows this, it's just giving people that encouragement and you can see that change in their eyes. So worth it. I love it. And so I got my vision board too. So there That's you. awesome. <laughs> how, 
Now, how do you view the Gen Zs? Do you, do you enjoy working with them? Now, just I'm, I'm biased because I have two Gen Z kids, so I'm very pro <laughs> Gen Z. So I'll just put that out there. But how is it dealing with Seton Hall and where, where it's Seton Hall? I think you mentioned Baruch. Baruch, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel that the the women and the students that I've yeah. met, and I, I want Abanasats, they're all driven, yeah. uh, wonderful people that know that there's a lot of hard work coming their way, but they seem to be engaged and ready for it. I don't know, Abana, what you're seeing, but. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the young people that I meet nowadays, um, they're so much more mature than I was when I was their age <laughs> and sometimes I'm really surprised I'm like what happened you know it's like time moved on and it's like talking to a 35 year old meanwhile they're like 18 19 20 they're so mature and they they're so driven and they know what they want and I love that because I want to see confident young women out there in the world who are just going and doing the things that they they could do that I didn't think I, I could do was their age. Uh, and I love that. I mean, I'm learning from from them. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's what's good. Is there a reverse mentorship in a way yeah. where maybe they're a little bit more tied into what's going on in TikTok or what's going on with pop culture or whatever it may be, or technology, and they turn you on to these things. Do you see it both oh, yeah. both ways? I, I think so. It's funny. I took my mentee to lunch and I'll never forget. She's like, okay, hold on, Annette. You know, the camera eats first. And she was taking pictures of her food. So the camera eats first. So I'm I never heard the, I'm Is that an expression? The, is that a thing? Is that... That's the expression here. I'm learning great things from my mentee, but it's a good give and take, if you don't mind, because you want to be helpful. And you're right. They're helping me understand yeah. current trends and different things. So it is a good give and take. But to me, it's just, I don't know. I think it's worth it if you have the time to be a, a mentor. And it's not that much time. I think it's worth it. And it's just fulfilling to feel like maybe I'm making a small difference in this person's life. And, you know, that to me does it. Yeah, it's so funny. I just created my first TikTok account um, a couple of months ago because I'm also a performing musician. And my niece, who is 11 years old, she um, she has more followers than I have <laughs> <laughs> and better at doing content than me. So it's it, I'm learning from her. <laughs> You're getting there, Albana, and she's a musician. She does everything. So Albana's got it all. Yeah. You know? what, what, what do you what what kind of instruments do you play, Albana? I I sing. I'm a singer. Oh yes. wow, that's great. Yeah, thank you. So so very, you have a very talented group of people there, right? Man, this is well. Awesome. There's a lot. There's a lot to all of us, right? If you think about, we didn't even touch any right all of our hobbies and all of our talents, but. I would agree. There's a lot to everyone. And is a runner. Know people. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a runner. I'll see you in the New York a, City I mean, half. She runs marathons. It's crazy. <laughs> that, that's my my drug is running. But, you know, and hers is singing. But I think it's just great. That's the thing is you get to meet people mm -hmm. and, you know, you build relationships and you learn about them and, and you get inspired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before we go, I just want to put it out there. Any Any new initiatives you're doing? Anything that you'd like to share or anything I didn't ask you, but I'd like Albana to share about the yeah. AI initiative. Go ahead, okay. Albana. 
Yeah, thanks, Annette. Yeah, I mean, this is under Annette's leadership. We started an initiative in AI and we're super excited. We have a lot of events planned around AI, lots of courses. We're collaborating with uh, a couple of companies. I'll mention Cranium AI, uh, AWS, and, and others in the mix who are putting events with us together with FWA. And we want to learn from, from all of the these amazing people who are doing great things in AI right now and also have uh, content and courses and certifications for our members um, because we have to upskill our workforce and we, we want to get ready for what's coming you know, in the future with AI. Remember, I talked about being relevant. We're trying to give people tools to learn things. And so, and AI is a great topic. We also have some great events coming up just to learn about global economy, et cetera. So if you check out fwa.org, we have a lot of great events that are coming up, but that's one great initiative Jack I'm so proud of. And Albana is empowered to kind of lead that one and, and doing great work there. Yeah, I've seen that. You know, you know, you, ha you have speakers, you have, you know, you, you, you have different like what we're doing now, but you do it through FWA. So, so you get all these different viewpoints, right? Different ideas, different people coming in with, with, you know, who bring things to your attention, which is awesome. And then I think there's a trip to Greece going on yeah. soon, right? Yes. International <laughs> business conference. Um, and it's, it's, you'll see it. It's in May. It's on the website. If people want to check it out, we're going to have speakers. We're going to be in Athens and Santorini. So we'd love to have folks join us there. So become a member and you can also join us in Greece see a great economy. It's just building up, you know, the foundation of our, it's just great to see Greece. I've never been to Greece, Jack, in Albana. And so what a wonderful time to oh, wait, go. Wait, wait, you know what? We have an expert on that, I think. Christine? Christine. Mukazas? Mukazas, yes. <laughs> Greece. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> oh, join us, Christine. So, I mean, we're going to learn about Greece. We're going to have some fun, if you don't mind me saying, but we're also going to have some great speakers to talk about the economy. So, Christine, there you go. Jackie. She can give you the topic. inside scoop about Greece, right? Yeah, you can give her all, all you wanted to know. Definitely. <laughs> Yay. So this is this is fantastic. For So for people who are interested in joining, what's the best way they could reach out and say, hey, I, I, want, I want to join? I mean, they can reach out to any of us, right. Albana or myself, Annette, or check out www.fwa.org for Financial Women's Association. You can Google us also. Check us out and you'll see some good links in there and some upcoming events. Even if you want to try an event first, that would be great too, just to meet you. But thank you, Jack, because we love to, to talk to folks. And even though it's, you know, you have financial services, kind of Wall Street in there, do you have... I mean, if you don't have that, can you still join or no, it's really more financial or how, how, like, can you get lawyers? How, how, how much does this extend Albana, to? Yeah. I mean, lawyers, yeah. technologists, okay. as you hear, healthcare folks that just really want to find a community. Uh, we, we have people from all over. And so even so though it started financial, come. it could go, you, you could have all different disciplines. Yeah. All join. of the big four, okay. people from the big four accounting firms, Albana, right? I think we're, we're yeah. pretty open. No, exactly. And and the thing is, we have members who are lawyers in the finance industry. Mm -hmm. We have um, HR professionals, PR, uh, you know, all kinds of different roles because I think, you know, finance is broader than just financial services. And so 
we 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 are you know tech, you know industry agnostic so we That's embrace great. everyone um as long as you want to learn about finance uh and be supportive of women in finance um you are welcome to join and, and i imagine that would be helpful too because then you have people from different sectors who could kind of share going back to networking so that That's maybe great. someone who doesn't know much about the financial services world, but would really like to know about it. For instance, I can't recall the woman's name, but I, I saw somebody who is a Morgan Stanley financial advisor. So let's say, you know, you're somebody working in wherever, but you need some financial help. You go, oh my gosh, I could, yeah. you know, I, I can make, you know, she could help me out with my, you know, portfolio. So, so you could have different people who could join from, so you don't have to just be within the financial sectors, all different kinds of sectors. And how about for men? Is it, We have a men's alliance as well. Yeah. So that's a group we But have. do men sit in the corner? Is that what happens? Or no, no. no. <laughs> men are, we have men Next on the us. board. <laughs> men are on the board as well. Yeah. So, you know, definitely it's more just join us. We'd love to have your insight as well. So men are also welcomed. And this network goes both ways where we can help men as well as women too. This is great. I love it. I love this conversation. I'm so glad both of you came on the show. And, you know, I, I got to say seriously, I'm not just saying it to be polite and nice. I really think something like this is fantastic. And I, and I would love to see more of this, you know, whether it's, you know, woman oriented or whatever oriented, because like, I could just tell you from firsthand experience with recruiting people and the, the job search and writing about it for Forbes and everything, like it, by having this, it's such a competitive advantage. It's you're so far ahead by having this group of people who are like-minded, who are trying to help one another, as opposed to somebody just sitting, whether man or woman, sitting by themselves at home, you know what I mean? Not having anybody afraid, you know, you get to pick up the phone, sending out a resume, don't hear back, and you're just feeling miserable, and you have no one to commiserate with. So I, I really, seriously, I think this is so awesome. This is really, and I'm, I, once again, I don't mean to be redundant. I'm not saying it's to be polite to both of you, but I really believe that so wholeheartedly. And I think for people who are watching this now, you should absolutely join up, because I'm going to join up if I'm allowed to come there and say hi and be there and, <laughs> and contribute, because I want to learn and grow and meet more people. We all do, because as time goes on, you lose people. Every time you gain somebody, I mean, we didn't talk about this before, but you build a network, but not everybody in network lasts. Things happen, you, you move right. away, what have you. So you constantly need to grow and build and build and build. You can't just be you know, plateau. So I think anybody who is really career oriented, who wants looking for a job, or who wants to advance, or also just wants the camaraderie, right? And want people, like-minded people to speak with and learn from it and vibe with. So I, I love this. I think this is really great. I think this is awesome. And um, if it's okay with you, I'll, I'll share your stuff around when I post things, because I, I think if we had more of this, it would help out so many people. So it would help so many people, you know, what, it, whether it's an affinity group, whether whatever it is, but just by having that power of, of, of networking and getting together and collaborating and having ideas together and having events and having, you know, smart people come in and give lectures and talks. So I think what you're doing is fantastic and, and that's great. And that's why I was so excited to have you on and, and share this with people and feel free for your group to share it, you know, as well. Cause that's the cool thing with the LinkedIn lives. They could, that, you know, they could, you know, write their comments, they could repost it somewhere. So other people see it. So this way it could really broaden it out and then bring other people into the network. So, so I think this is, this would be awesome. So thank you ladies so much. I really appreciate it. It was a great conversation. Thank you, Thank you for having us. A Thank pleasure. You, Jack. <laughs> Thank Bye. You. Thank Have you. a great day.
拜拜。Bye everyone. Bye.